When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and William Hill. Delighted to be joined with Dan Rayfield on his birthday weekend. How are you, mate? How's things? Things are good. It's just another birthday. All it means you're another year older. Maybe another year wiser, though. 100% definitely another year wiser and that's what we've came for we've come for, come for the wise word of you today after yesterday we see Alexander Usyk stop Daniel Dubois in the ninth round um, after dropping him in the eighth and then stopped him dropped him in the ninth um, any your initial thoughts on the fight on the on the nine rounds prior to the stoppage I thought Alexander Usyk fought a brilliant fight I mean he won I gave him eight of the nine rounds or you know seven of the eight completed rounds I thought he fought a great fight. I mean, yes, of course, we're going to talk about what happened in round five with the body shot slash low blow. But other than that, maybe you could give Dubois one round. I saw uh, one judge gave him two rounds. I actually kind of thought that was questionable. Uh, You know, Alexander Usyk for many years has been perceived and uh, from me and fans and all kinds of people as one of the best fighters in the world, pound for pound. He has that kind of ability, that kind of talent, that kind of skill. He showed it. And, and, uh, I think if you take a look at the best fighters in boxing, most people would say at this moment it's probably Terence Crawford coming off of the brilliant victory he had against uh, against uh, Errol Spence on July 29th. Uh, if you don't think it's Terence Crawford, you probably think it's Noya Inouye, who had his big win by stoppage over Stephen Fulton a couple of days, you know, three, four days before that, moving up from having been undisputed in the Bantamweight division to win two of the titles in the junior featherweight division. Uh, and once you get past those two guys, I think a lot of people looked at Alexander Usyk as the next best guy in the sport, and uh, I don't think he did anything to say that he's not, you know, one of the elite great fighters in our sport today. He's going to be a Hall of Famer someday, and uh, it was good to see him back in the in the ring after a year layoff, following two consecutive uh, victories against Anthony Joshua, taking on a mandatory defense, and uh, hopefully he can get a little bit more busy. But you know, I thought he looked really good. What can you say? I mean, even with the year layoff, even with a good hard puncher like Daniel Dubois. I was going to say, is it important now for Usyk to really be kicking on, trying to you know, be as active as he can? We know the IBF might start their mandatory on Filip Ergovic. Um, is it important for him to sort of be, be pushing on now? We all want to stay undisputed, but the most important thing for him is you know, activity as well. 
Well, I mean, how active how active he's going to be is going to be in many respects up to what Alexander Usyk wants to do. But in terms of he wants to keep all the belts intact that he has, those three sanctioning body titles, the reality is, uh, and we, you know, of course, we as fans, we as press, uh, even people I think within the boxing business largely would like to see Usyk against Tyson Fury to determine the undisputed champion. But the IBF follows their rules. Hergovich is up next. They sent a letter on August 1st to uh, everybody saying that they are aware of the situation and they were reiterating the fact that uh, as long as Usyk won and as long as Philip Hergovich won the fight that he just recently had, which he did win by a knockout, that they were ordered that fight next. And so I expect, frankly, it could be as soon as Monday, that the IBF will issue the formal letter saying the two sides have X number of you know weeks or months or whatever to you know to negotiate their agreement. If they don't come to terms, they'll order a purse bid. And I expect that that fight, unless there is a step aside deal, and for what it's worth, I mean anything can change if there's an offer. But I have been in touch on a regular basis about the situation with Keith Connolly, who is the manager for uh, for Philip Hergovich, and he has said flat out, my guy does not want to step aside. He's been waiting. He wants to shot at the world title. And so, uh, I mean, they, it's always possible they could convince him otherwise. And, you know, money talks, of course, in this business, like any business. But uh, if he really is determined to have that title shot, then the two things are going to happen. One, he'll get the title shot next. Or two, Alexander Usyk will be forced to vacate or be stripped of that belt, and he'll fight somebody for the vacant title. So if Usyk is going to fight another time this year, I expect it would be against Hargovich in the mandatory, which is not the worst thing in the world, frankly, because yeah. – Tyson Fury, who is his main target, is not available to fight him this year anyway. So Usyk could theoretically come back in the later part of the fall, have the mandatory against Hergovich if they can make a deal, or even if it goes to a purse bid. Meanwhile, Fury's taking care of his business with his circus act against Francis Naganu, October 28th. If they both come through those two fights you know, clean and no issues, then there'd be no reason why in their next fight, which would probably be in, what, the first part of 2024, yeah. You know, late winter, perhaps the early, early spring, we would hopefully finally see undisputed between those two guys. Uh, there's a lot of things that have to happen between now and then, Lewis, but uh, that would seem to be a reasonable plan of action. What can I tell you? Absolutely. Well, we'll get on to the main talking point in round five yesterday. You know, if you fully, if, if everyone follows you on Twitter, they know your opinion of it. You're very much of the opinion that you did think it was a low blow. Warren and Donj, I'm sure Team DeWire will disagree. Um, so, you know, when you first initially saw it and then after, convinced it was a low blow 100 and a part of the reason is because of the reaction from alexander Usyk. even if you got hit with a legit body shot and you went down you would never react like that mm -hmm. i mean the only the only fighter i can ever remember seeing having that kind of reaction to a legitimate body shot that was not obviously a low you got to go back way back and that was when roy jones jr knocked out virgil hill with a body shot but that was not because he hit him below the belt and the reason why virgil was in such utter agony uh, it looked kind of the way that, that Usyk did for a couple seconds there was because he broke his rib with the punch. Um, uh, and so I felt like the fact that Usyk reacted the way he did, clearly it, it was low. If you watch the video over again, which I have done, the, the, the shot, again, my opinion, was deep below the waistband. It was on the waistband, but it was way, you know, it was a deep, and the waistband was, you know, pretty pretty tall waistband, if you will. Um, and, and the waistband is not necessarily the line because otherwise guys could wear their trunks up to their armpits and claim a low blow. Uh, you know, the referee in his pre-fight instructions, like a lot of referees will do when they call the two men to the front center of the ring, they'll literally touch the spot on the, 
on the waistband or on the on the on their body where they believe the low blow will be called a low blow and also where it's legal. The referee, Luis Pabon, did not do that in the pre-fight instructions. I don't know what he did in the dressing room before the fight when he was giving the official instructions, but I felt that was without question a low blow. It was well below the belt line from the standpoint of way below on the waistband, number one. And number two, like I said, in terms of the reaction that Usyk had. And number three, all the people that want to say, you know, oh, he knocked him out. It, was a, it wasn't a low blow. It was a legal punch. I will tell you this. If if Pabon had started to count Usyk and he knew it was, I mean, he knew it was a low blow from his own reaction. He knew it was a low blow because of what the referee ruled immediately when he went down on the canvas. But if for some reason Pabon had decided uh, call it a, a legitimate shot and started to count, I believe that Alexander Usyk would have had a lot of different reaction. Would have had a, you know, I don't know if he would have made it, but he certainly would have tried to get up. And there's no, you can't say for sure that he wouldn't have gotten up. I mean, the kind of, kind of warrior, the kind of fighter, the kind of uh, background that Alexander Usyk has, a uh, good chance he does make it to his feet before the ten count. So, you know, to me, I, I understand where Dubois and Frank are coming from. You know, they wanted they wanted to win the fight. Uh, it, it, that's their only talking point they have because he got so utterly outclassed by Alexander Usyk. So they can hang their hat for the rest of their lives on, you know, a few seconds of uh, what I felt was a low blow. Although, granted, a, a borderline low blow. It wasn't like a horrendously low course, blow. Course, if you yeah. want to talk about horrendous low blows, we can talk about the, you know, F.A. Ajagba F. fight Ajagba, uh, yeah. against Kosobutsky that was in the other uh, event that took place here in the United States on Saturday night. But it was a borderline shot that I thought was low. And, uh, you know, other than, other than that moment, you know, Dubois got his ass kicked big time got knocked down, as you mentioned, before the knockout, and then got knocked out. And frankly, I thought he submitted in the fight. Yeah. Yes, he got dropped with that nice right hand, but it wasn't a devastating punch, you know, based on devastating punches I have seen. Mm -hmm. And moreover, uh, he got to a knee. He seemed clear-eyed. He was looking right at the referee, watching him count. And he just decided, I'm going to get up a uh, split second after the 10. You know, that means, you know, your heart wasn't really in it. I mean, it may sound uh, nasty to say that or negative to say that, and I, I have nothing bad to say about Daniel Dubois, the human being, but I felt like, based on what I saw, that, you know, he he was he was uh, being worn out, he was being broken down, and he had had enough, and um, that was the end of the fight. Uh, you know, he, he got beat by the much, much better man. Absolutely. We'll get onto the we'll get onto the stoppage in a second. I just wanted to say, a lot of the claim from the Team Dubois and, and, and everyone is that, you know, Usyk was sort of, or Usyk does this is, you know, that Usyk is always prone to the body and he um, was trying to manipulate the referee and controlling the referee with a couple of times where shots were low and he was sort of, you know, pointing to his body, pointing to his like sort of the, the waistline and the belt. And um, what do you make of them claims of sort of Usyk was, you know, manipulating the referee with it being in Poland and a heavy sort of Ukraine favourite? Well, I think every fighter in any fight, you're going to try to get the ref on your side in some respect. It's not just related to Usyk specifically. You can go through chapter and verse of fighters over the years that will uh, try to, you know, let's say curry favor, if you will, with the referee. Not not anything usual. It's gamesmanship. That's just part of the sport. It's up to the referee to 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 make the determination of what's uh, a low blow, what's a headbutt, what's an elbow, what a foul is, you know, whether it was a real knockdown, whether it was a trip. I mean, that's just part for the course in any boxing match. And, uh, you know, as, as what's the old saying, uh, you know, as Joe Lewis once said, uh, you know, when he, you know, he doesn't like it to the body who do, uh, nobody really likes it to the body. And, uh, and anybody that thought that, you know, if, if it's one thing for, for Frank Lauren and for Dubois to say, they spent a lot of time in the training camp focusing on attacking yeah. Usyk's body because they felt that was, uh, a vulnerability 
maybe it's the only vulnerability that Alexander Usyk has, and they still couldn't win the fight. And if you go back and look at the previous 20 boxing matches that Alexander Usyk has had in his professional career, I don't ever recall him being knocked down. I don't remember him, him having trouble taking body punches. So I think it was more wishful thinking than reality. Uh, the bottom line is Alexander Usyk is a great fighter. He destroyed Daniel Dubois on Saturday. He scored a knockout. He scored two knockdowns, and he retains the unified titles. And hopefully, uh, you know, in the near future, we'll see him fight Fury for the Undisputed. Vaughn Charles came out today in an interview, um, and he's he was visibly emotional yesterday, visibly very frustrated. And even today, he came out in an interview, um, sort of calling Alexander Usyk a cheater, um, or comparing him. Sort of, he said he I think he said like you know it's nothing different to a drug. Let me tell you something that. about Don Charles. He should have done a better job preparing his fighter mentally not to quit in the ring after a knockdown than worrying about Alexander Usyk taking a real low blow. But obviously, like, I suppose... I'm pretty sure that'll be in your headline for this video. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, those sort of claims from, from Charles sort of saying, I mean, he's sort of talking about Usyk being a, a man of God and a man that, you know, if he had honor, he would admit that he cheated. How do you even sort of... I mean, you've sort of responded to the claims there. I, I, I don't I don't take it seriously. I Listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not... I'm not uh, anti-Charles or anything like that. He's yeah. sticking up for his guy. I get that. But it's a lot of nonsense. Yeah, I've watched a replay a thousand times, and I've talked to like lots of boxing people who've been around this sport way longer than I have. Like, yeah, that was a low blow. And by the way, it's A, a judgment call from a very experienced yeah. referee in Luis Pabon, who, if you take a look at his track record, has, I don't know the exact number, but has done probably hundreds of world championship fights has been doing boxing uh, matches at the highest level for a long time. You have to make a split-second call. And I look at it like in American football, they have video replay if they're, you know, to, to determine certain things in a football game. Yeah. Or in baseball, if a guy is safe at the, you know, at the base or out or that type of thing. Uh, in football, when they go to the video replay, if they can't find definitive evidence to change the call, it's whatever the ruling on the field is that stands. So he called a low blow. You can't find anything 100% that says it wasn't a low blow, and therefore the ruling stands. Uh, and and it, and the reason probably is because you could see it, and it was deep below the waistband. I mean, the, the official line is the navel. If you took Alexander Usyk's trunks off and looked where the shot landed, it was below the navel. That's the bottom line. I watched the video that Alexander's cut man, the great Russ Amber, who's oh, been a good man. friend of mine for you know almost 25 years, uh, made that exact point. Russ has been around boxing for a long time, has worked the corners of all kinds of great fighters, Usyk, Lomachenko, Roy Jones, uh, Deontay Wilder. We could go on and on. This is a very, very experienced boxing person. Obviously, he wanted his guy to win, but if you watched, he did a little video clip, explained it, and, and it, it made perfect sense. Like It's not about what you see on the video in terms of where the waistband is below, above. It's where's your navel. The, the line is the navel. His waistband uh, was slightly higher than the navel, but the punch was in the lower part of the waistband, clearly either on the navel or below the navel. And like I said, it was a close call, but the referee got it right. And also people have to remember, we're sitting here watching it like, you know, yeah. the film, like we're looking for the, you know, the Zapruder film with the Kennedy assassination. Uh, this man had a split second to make that call and he got it right. And we'll get into the we'll get into the stoppage now, as you said, um, and you know some some very good words, and definitely some very good words from Russ there. I saw it myself, um, seeing him talk. Um, get into the stoppage. Uh, the thing with Dubois is, you know, the narrative, as you said there, you feel like you know he made a choice out there. This isn't the only time we've seen these things from Dubois. We've seen even the Lorena fight um, took 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 two knees against him in the first round. The Joyce fight, and a lot of the narrative there was that um, you know he made a choice in that fight to try and to look for a way out. 
Um, so now do you feel like, yeah, definitely in, in this fight, um, after sort of all the nine rounds, the mental confusion, Daniel sort of, you know, he, he made a choice in there in the ring. He did, I think. And I, that doesn't make him a bad guy. It doesn't make him a bad fighter. I'm go back for just a minute. I don't give him any grief. I never did at the time, afterwards, now, whatsoever about what happened with the Joe Joyce fight. He had a serious injury. That's different than maybe being mentally weak or or just not wanting to go on, you know, for any fighter. Uh, he had a bad injury in the Joe Joyce fight. I don't, I'm not critical of that at all. That happens. Yeah. I mean, and uh, I, I don't have any quarrel with that. Uh, in the Lorena fight, he was fighting a far inferior opponent. He got knocked down. He took two more knees. He had a knee injury. To his credit, he got up. A lot of referees might have stopped that fight after that third knockdown or him taking a knee for the you know, second time after a first knockdown, three times total on the canvas in round one. A lot of refs would have stopped the fight. He did get up. He showed heart to, to go on with a bum knee, and he did get the stoppage in the third round. So while it was maybe unsettling if you're a Dubois fan to see him get beat up like that in round one, uh, on the positive side, he was able to rally and persevere and come back and get the knockout. So those kind of like offset each other, I look at it like. In the fight against Usyk, you know, he was being broken down physically and mentally. And when he got knocked down with that right hand in the in the final, in the final knockdown, I mean, I wasn't the one getting hit with the punch, so I respect all fighters to take those shots. Yeah. But having watched guys take shots for as long as I have, it did not look like a devastating kind of knockout punch, even in that later stage of the fight. And what gave me pause was because he was he got to a knee he seemed clear-eyed. He was looking at the referee who was counting. And at that moment in time, you make a decision. I'm going to get up or I'm not going to get up. He, he made the, the decision to, to not get up in time for the count. So it's a knockout. End of story. Absolutely. Dan, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to speak to me on uh, Sunday afternoon. I'm, I'm sure you're always busy after a big fight of that. Um, as, as I always let you, do you want to give, just give it a little plug to, to the newsletter and the podcast, whatever you've got going on? I would always link it, but I'll let you plug it as well. Oh, I appreciate that. Look, I mean, I wrote my I wrote my story about the fight on my Substack, DanRayfield.substack.com. If people go and sign up, they get all the articles blasted right to them. Uh, it takes about two seconds. It's for free for many people. If you want the extra coverage, it's a few bucks. And uh, I hope you take a look at it and enjoy it. 100%, Dan. Always good catching up with you. I'm sure we'll be catching up soon. Um, and thank you, mate, and all the best, man. I appreciate the time. You bet, Lewis. Anytime. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.